What's up? This is Eric Hamill. You just tuned into the Three Count Podcast. Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. And by now, you should be calling me your Sherpa because, you know, I, I've been asking you guys to do that for like all these episodes now. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering to the ring. So today, he comes to us from Asylum. He comes to us from HWF. He comes to us from SWA, and he comes to us from ACW. He is the Lewistown OG, Eric Hamill. Hey, thank you. What's up, Cliff? What's so, up, what's up? Just so you know, you did miss one promotion. I also come from AOM, which is All or Nothing Wrestling. AOM, They're a great group also. That's right. I forgot that you did work at that promotion. Oh, yes, sir. I was just up there last Saturday for the Lethal Lottery. Great, great bunch of people. I know. I like one day I hope to get on that show. You know, I got to reach Dude. out because I know. Love it. <laughs> but, yo, for those who don't know who you are, hey, who is Eric Hamill? So, <laughs> Eric Hamill comes from a small town uh, called Lewistown. And uh, I kind of just. I didn't really luck into the wrestling business. Uh, so what happened was as a kid, I would watch wrestling. I would watch The Rock. I would watch Stone Cold Steve Austin and all those guys. And uh, a buddy of mine, Matt Stokes, actually called me up one day and was like, hey, do you want to do some wrestling? We we're like 15 years old on a trampoline in a backyard, just having fun, you know, entertaining people. Took that all the way up till 2010. He ended up finding a guy that did indie pro wrestling and got me into that. But that didn't last too long because not going to mention any names, but it just went south. So from there, I uh, continued to help Matt train for shows. So I was still getting ring knowledge. And then here just recently, he called me up and said, hey, HWF, Honorary Wrestling Federation. Once to sign Eric Hamill to a two-year contract, I said, you got me hook, line, and sinker. Let's get this game on, buddy. Bet, bet, bet. So I'm curious, man. Like, kind of gave us, like, the quick dive of the journey, man. Like, who are some of the uh, wrestlers that inspired you to kind of, like, develop your moveset or even to, like, develop the character that you are? Well, it started out from watching The Rock and his classy but real high-energy way down to – just John Cena coming out and being that high energy pop, 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 getting in there, doing what he's got to do, making them crowd, making that crowd just pop the loudest. And that, and that's what I love. Like, I'm not going to lie. The last show we had rise up, I came out and I got that pop that I wanted to hear, but it was so great also to have the feeling of knowing that I could go out and take that face high end pop and, down the drain just because I was upset with the way things were going in HWF. Yeah, it is something about the crowd like at HWF, like you just come blaring out and like they just they fire off like right away. <laughs> well, you, you got to understand most of those people watched us from the backyard. 
So a lot of them fans are people that we pulled from the backyard. Now they come out to gymnasiums and community centers to watch us do what we do. And they love it. And, and that's what I love. I love the fact that they love what we do. Yeah, I'm not from that area. And I feel like I just like, I, I go deaf. Like every time I come out. <laughs> like, You're not wrong. You're not wrong, dude. I watched one, two, all three matches that I had there. The first match, you heard them pop. The second match, you hear them pop. But that third one with Van Williams, dude, that crowd erupted. And I loved every second of it. <laughs> so, man, I know you've been in for kind of, not really like the longest time, but I just need to know, man, what's like the worst bump you've taken? Uh, the worst bump I've taken, I wouldn't even really say it was a bump because we get a lot of trainees at the Mifflin County uh, Wrestling Academy. That's where Matt teaches, and, of course, he taught me. But before that, I wouldn't even really say I had the worst bump. I think the worst thing that I've ever had is I grew up in an era where if you didn't get your move down, the move down pack taking it, you kept doing it, kept doing it, and kept doing it. And that's what I tell a lot of these trainees nowadays. Like, you guys got it easy. You do it once, twice, mess it up. Oh, it's okay. Go to the back of the line. We'll come back to you. Not me. When I was growing up, if I didn't catch the move right or I didn't take it right, I kept doing it, kept doing it. Until one day, you know, he just, Matt just landed on my hip the wrong way. And I was like, oh, yeah, I need to pull myself off to the side. I'm done for a little bit, buddy. I was like, I'm sorry, but that's the worst pain I ever felt is someone actually landing on you. Mm. But then again, I was still developing my ring awareness and how to take moves. Okay, Otherwise, whenever I step into a ring and I take my bumps, I, every bump feels great, depending on the ring. <laughs> I do got to say that. I was saying, man, not every bump feels great. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, yeah. A low boy versus the tall boys like you guys use down there uh, at Knicks and stuff. Like, that, those bumps are two completely different things. Yeah. yeah I mean. Bumps, most of the bumps that I like. I Because, you know, every ring bumps different. Every ring, like, kind of bounces different. And I know there's there's some rings that I've, like, taken bumps in. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to feel that tomorrow morning. <laughs> That's how I was just over Saturday at AON. Like, I'm so used to the low boy that Matt has that whenever I bump, like, I know that I can bump to the best of my ability. But bumping in that one, you never know which way your bump's going to go because there's is about just a little bit higher than Nick's. And, dude, whenever you bump, you bump in that sucker. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I felt that one today. <laughs> well, man, listen, I want to know, like, who's hit you the hardest? Who's hit me the hardest? Who? That's a that's a toss up. Because <laughs> I know uh, you did just have the three count yesterday with uh, R.D. Mosh. Mm-hmm. I mean, full transparency when we're recording this, R.D. Mosh was on yesterday. <laughs> he uh, he did catch me with a good uh, kick over at SWA. Like he was stomping me, and he got me with a good one. Okay, bet, bet. <laughs> so I'm curious, man, like after a match or like after like a show, 
do you have that post-match snack or post-match meal that you have to go to? Uh, normally, no. Normally, I try to walk around and not think about eating. Like, I don't eat beforehand because I know that eating and drinking, like, soda and having a food makes you, like, it makes your body feel real heavy. And uh, I've kind of gotten away from that, like, at night. Like, I, I really I have a hard time because I have a sweet tooth. And, I mean, I love candy. But I've been trying to cut back on that sweet tooth so that way I can shed some pounds and be able to be lighter in the ring. Okay. I was like, you know, you know everybody knows me. Like, whenever I'm at HWF, man, I have a bag of gummy bears on me. So everybody just kind of, like, joins in the festivities of eating gummy yeah, bears. Like, that sweet tooth. Like, I mean, I get to a point where either my sugar gets too low or my sugar gets too high. Then I have to eat something. But I try not to think about that, and I just try to, you know, take all that in before I go to the show or, you know, a day or two ahead of time before the show. So that way when I go to the show, I can be, like, not eat nothing like that so I know I'm not heavy in the match. Right. So what about after the match, though? Do you have, like, a, do you have a place that you like to go? Not on whatever I can get my hands on. <laughs> but, all right, man. Well, then, like uh... – let me ask, man, like, what's one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn so far in the business? Hardest lessons I've had to learn is just to shut my mouth and open my ears at times. Because I've always had this, I have this persona about me that I act cocky and I don't mean to. And it, it bugs me. I'm working on it. But there's times that somebody will say something about my bump and I'll be like, well, so-and-so told me it looked good this way. I'm real quick to shoot off at the mouth instead of just shutting my mouth and letting my ears open and paying attention to, oh, well, I can make my bump better this way instead of doing it my way to where it hurts me. So, yeah, that's been one of the hardest lessons on the road is just to shut the mouth and pay attention and listen. Yeah, that's a good that's a good lesson to learn. I know, like, for me, I tried to, like, take in everybody's like a uh, advice and then just kind of work on it. You know, uh, just even like recently I had someone uh, send me a message and they're like, man, I really love like the podcast, but you say out of curiosity or I'm always curious or just, just curious. Like you say that word a lot. And I'm like, yeah, I really do. <laughs> I was like, I got to fix that. So, I mean, it's, and it's something like, I know it's, it's my comfort word. Like I always like, I try to wrap back around it. But it's it is it is a thing. It's a thing, and and you, you know, even when you're talking about taking bumps, like you have to like, you do have to slow down and just kind of listen to like everybody's giving you advice and telling you like, hey, like do this, don't do that. You know, try it this way. If you don't like it this way, you know, try to do it this way. But everybody's just trying to give like trying to help you get better. But sometimes not everybody's looking for your best interest either. No, 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 and that's even why like, I mean. I, I listen to Matt and I know Matt's way of doing things and then I have my way. So like if we're at training and we're working on something, I normally raise my hand and I'm like, hey, yeah, I know you're, you know, telling them to do it this way. And then I'll step in and I'll be like, try it this way. This might help you a little different than what he does it. So it's great to see that me and my trainer have like the same correspondency being on the same page of like, what people need to do. Like uh, one of the guys that we had down with us uh, 
when we made the trip down to Nex and trained with you guys. Uh, the one guy that really needed to work on his foot bump, our one big guy, he's actually got it down packed now from just listening to me tell him, hey, go up, do a handstand at the wall. Now he's got a really nice foot bump. Thanks. Yeah. I'm just glad that I get to help other people do stuff that I've already done. That's good though. And that's a good way to learn too. It's like by teaching, you know, I feel like I get a lot out of like being able to talk to people about like how to help, help improve things. And it helps me learn. And then, and I get a, even like stuff from the podcast I get to listen to. And I'm just like, yo, like this is something somebody told me. So I think this is, this might help you. And I was like, I've definitely like tried to adapt onto it and it may not work for me, but it might be something that you might be good with. And, and you know, some people it sticks with other people. It doesn't. And, and you know, it, it is what it is, you know, but as long as you're like willing to, to listen, learn, and even teach it, if it, that helps you learn it back, that's definitely something good that you should really like take into account and like be proud of yourself about doing that. Oh, yes, yes. I, I'd have to say like besides getting in the ring and tying toe-to-toe with people, that's like my second favorite thing about being a wrestler is the fact that I get to take these new guys and teach them all the stuff that I've learned in the past almost year. And it, it, it's in a sense of accomplishment because it's like to think at one time I was just as green as them. And now here I am showing these guys what I already know. Yeah. And it's cool. It's cool to be able to like tell people or show people like, you know, what, what they can learn and what they sh- should be learning and how to do it properly and not get injured. That's always that important. <laughs> right, right, right. And that, and that's what I tell our guys at training uh, all the time. You know, like if I see them doing something, I'll be like, is that something you're supposed to be doing? Were you taught that yet? If you're not taught that, don't do it in the ring. You can seriously injure somebody. Yeah, or you just like me and you just pop off at somebody because they're not doing what you're telling them they should be doing because they want to do their own thing. We're not going to talk about that. That's at a different story <laughs> at a different time. <laughs> I have a lot of different stories. <laughs> but I, you're talking stories. I, I got I got to give you this one. Just this, this one. So it was 2011. Matt just got his ring. We had it set up, and we were actually training for a show that we were going to be on, a big battle royal. Matt had to do the battle royal and then turn around and go on and win a title, title match. So we're down here training in the cold weather in the open. And Matt looks at me and goes, give me an attitude adjustment. Okay. You know, I used to do it in the backyard. I was like, it's nothing, something I've done before. Well, I went to give him the attitude adjustment, and I didn't bump on my knees like Cena does. I ended up tearing his whole shoulder apart. He literally had to wrap it up, and the doctor told him six months before he could do anything. He turned around and got it done in less than three months and had it back and ready for the show. I felt so horrible, but that's one of those life lessons to where you don't do something in the ring unless you know how to do it. Yep. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So listen, I'm going to ask, man, like what kind of advice would you give to people who are getting into the wrestling business? Uh, my biggest advice is just literally shut your mouth and open your ears. You know, if you have people walking through that have been in, you know, 
a year, I wouldn't even say a year, I'd say three years and on, just sit down and listen to them. Talk to everybody. You get you get a different vibe from everybody, and the lessons that you can learn and the things you can learn to make your character better or make you better in the ring, period, is just all from talking to those people that are veterans that are have been in there and have learned the lessons that we don't know yet. There's always a lesson to be learned. You just got to be willing to shut your mouth and open your ears. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot, man. So seeing that you've been kind of traveling a little bit and you've been in and out of different locker rooms, I need one do and one don't of the locker room. Mm. One do, you don't bring other people in there that shouldn't be in a locker room as far as friends, family, stuff like that. And that's a don't. And a do, the biggest do is when you walk into a locker room, you shake everybody's hand from – the guy's coming in down to the promoter. I think you would want to do that the other way. Like guys coming in and the promoter. To feel like uh, see, normally, normally I show up to the venue early, so I get the promoter <laughs> and everybody else is there. Then yeah. I go see the guys walking into the locker room. <laughs> I always like, what's funny is like first person uh-huh. I see, if, if I lock eyes with you, like, hey, oh, we shaking hands. Like, just off the jump. Well, me and you, it's a hug. It's a hug. <laughs> yeah. I walk in, I see everybody just right off the jump. I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, just just handshakes and hugs, like, right off the jump. Like, I see everybody. Yeah. And it's like, it's funny because it usually depends on, like, who I see first, especially if I'm at HWF. It's just over whoever. I, if I walk in, I open that back door, and it's just whoever's right there. I'm just like, hey, yeah, yeah we're all standing here. Cool. What's up? Yeah, sure. yeah, normally I try, like if I'm traveling the road to other promotions, I leave early enough so I can get there and I can, you know, shake hands with the promoters because, you know, the promoters are normally busy, the busiest. So I try to get there early enough to be able to shake their hands and make sure that I knock that out of the way. And then it's everybody else coming in the locker room or I see, hey, what's up? How are you? You know, Go about my business. Get ready for the match. Definitely. So, listen. Those are all my heavy-hitting questions, but we do got to get into the second-best segment of the Three Count Podcast, and that is, you know, the 10-count questions. So, the Three Count Podcast 10-count questions, because if that is the second-best, what's the first? Uh, Yeah, it's, without a doubt. It's the Red Dogs Power Rankings that you can find every Sunday on our debate shows, but this is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. And Mr. Eric, this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. And uh, whatever's your answer, that's your answer. Oh. Yeah. So we're going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing. And here we go. SmackDown or Raw? Raw. Favorite color? Woo. Sonic or Mario? Sonic. Favorite movie? Ah, John Wick. PlayStation or Xbox? Xbox. Favorite submission? Uh, Calf Crusher. Marvel or DC? DC. Favorite podcast? The Three Count, of course. Yeah, it's not like it's like everywhere around us, you know what I mean? Like, right there, right here, right there. Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this show. Uh, Tyler Baines. A.K.A. Steve Steele. Okay. 
And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show, favorite curse word. <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. A good motherfucker is something that's always needed. Now, over the weekend, it was quit being a crybaby bitch. <laughs> bet, bet. Well, those are all my questions. So the last thing I do have for you is to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. Where they can find me, they can find me on Facebook. I am uh, also on Instagram. I have Twitter. You can find me in Lewistown, Pennsylvania, anytime, any place. All you got to do is look for the purple hair. There you go. What's your handles for Twitter and IG anyway? I Just my name. That's all I use. There you go. He gave you his handles. He gave you where he's even located. If you guys want to come hang out with him and his purpleness. So, you know what that means. Like, every good part of a wrestling match, we got to take it home. Because this is the Three Count Presents Now Inch Ring. And like I said, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, which I hope by now you'd be calling me, you know, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering. And you see him right now. He's right next to me. The guy right there, Eric Hamill. So you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there. Or you just wait for this episode to end. You wait for that outro. And you choose another episode to listen to. Peace. Later. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want you to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast and in there you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us the support, please.